Cracking Copy is a marketing and copywriting podcast where we lift the lid on writing for business and read between the lines of effective copy. This is a podcast for creative entrepreneurs and savvy business owners like you who understand the value that great copy can bring to their bottom line. We dive into a different aspect of writing for business in each episode, debunk the myths about how we should write and explore the ways that writing can be fun, conversational and creative, while also being high impact for serious results. So listen, laugh and learn with us, Ella Hoyos and Minnie McBride, as we share our words and wisdom in each snack-sized episode. Expect some light bulb moments, interesting guests and practical takeaways as we crack the copy code together. Welcome to Cracking Copy, a writing and marketing podcast with Ella Hoyas and Minnie McBride. So I thought we could kick off today because we have some quite uh, exciting, well, it's not really news, but exciting for us in that I think in a previous episode, we talked about how, how Ella and I first met. And that was back in January 2020 on a training course. And we only met for the first time last week. Yeah. We? <laughs> so we've been online buddies and business buddies for like a couple of years. Uh, but yeah, to meet in real life, in person, we both hopped on a train to London and realised it wasn't that hard. <laughs> it's quite a good central location for us both. And uh, it was fabulous, wasn't it? We had a lovely day out. It was. We had a great day. And we're now going to do it all the time because yeah. it was so easy. <laughs> yeah. Why not? It's mad. It's um, mad, but, isn't it? But what was really interesting for me is the fact that I just, you know, even though I was meeting you in flesh for the first time, we know each other. You know, it was it was all very normal. <laughs> it, didn't it was all very normal. Anyway, anyway, today is a part one in a two part mini series, and we're looking at writing for social media. So today we thought we could kick off talking about writing captions for Instagram and Facebook. But looking specifically at organic posts rather than paid posts, because we will look in a future episode at writing for ads, writing for Facebook ads, because it obviously be slightly different. And we thought we would look at how Facebook and Instagram are different and how they are similar and whether you need to adjust your writing for that. So I think if you listen to our, our last episode which was about what to write which was about putting your content together I think today maybe we look at more how to write yeah yeah how um, to write great, it yeah great episode last week if you didn't tune in to the one about with Sarah Richards that Minnie interviewed Sarah about um content strategy and planning um and so that's great that that is the foundational stuff uh, so we've linked Facebook and Instagram together because they're both owned by Meta now. And actually, if you use a Meta Business Manager or Creator Studio, it used to be um, Creator Studio, but you can write one post for both platforms uh, use in that tool. And you can also write two separate posts, but it's like one seed that feeds two birds if you do it that way. You can write different posts for Facebook and Instagram, but you can do it all in one platform. That's with Meta. So that's why we've linked Facebook and Instagram together today. And in the next episode, uh, we're going to be looking at LinkedIn and Twitter as well. But back to this episode, what we're talking about today, uh, the three main things really are 
our writing goals, why we want to write a Facebook post or an Instagram caption. And then number two, the ingredients of a good caption. And then finally, we'll touch on systems for managing Facebook and Insta, Instagram content ideas. So shall we dive into goal setting, first of all? Yes. I think yes, it's a good place to start. Uh, you know, it's important if you're writing for business because we want our content to be underpinned by strategy. We're not just writing posts willy-nilly. There's actually a purpose behind it. And what do we mean by that? Well, writing for social media is all about connection and building relationships. Um, it's it's asking the question, what sort of relationships do you want to want or need to create um, to fuel your business growth? So could it be, let's think of some examples of, of goals. Is your goal to generate more leads or followers? Do you want to actually create a legion of fans by perhaps providing value or entertainment? Are you looking to do that? build a fan base perhaps it's to attract attention I mean most times our goal is to get our ideal audience or prospect to stop the scroll you know we want to make someone pay attention yes that's the most important thing yeah and why why do we need to set these goals you know why why do we need to do it well because we want people to to like us follow us or remember us maybe your goal actually is to create viral content you know it's a surefire way to skyrocket your audience and increase your reach and grow your following overnight but I think as we'll discuss viral content is not something that you can just you know if anyone could do it then we'd all be doing it it's not oh something- yeah we'd all be viral if if there, if there was a, a strategy a plan that if you follow it it's going to be viral but it just doesn't work like that no so um, we'll come back to that but you know your goal then might be is it to create shareable content? Because one of the key features of some a post that goes viral is that it's shared many times. It's responded to and engaged with and commented on, but it's also shared. So saves and shares is a very valid and more realistic goal than saying, I'm going to create a viral post today, which is not necessarily within your control. And finally, another you know final goal, I think, of is it, is it about deepening relationships through engagement? If you encourage a response or a reply over getting a like, you know, the algorithm loves engagement and will push your content further if it noticed that people are actually reading and responding to what you're putting out there. Social media is essentially social and it's about social conversation. Yeah, that so, is the, that's the thing. Just to, to summarize the sort of, you know, the point of goal setting, you know, it's about starting with the end in mind. You know, if we start with the end in mind, we're more likely to get the outcome that we want from yes. posting on social. You know, it's not about creating content for content's sake. Um, and it, however, it you know, pays to show up often and be visible consistently. So, yes. yeah, let's, let's just dig into viral posts a bit, because that is kind of the holy grail of uh, if you like it can be the holy grail of social media wouldn't it be great if one of your posts goes viral and then it reaches thousands and overnight you wake up to like thousands of new followers on your Instagram page or Facebook page I mean that would be great but it doesn't happen very often so yeah when we were looking at examples of content that gone viral you know, I found an example by Nike. It was about the tennis. It had 1.8 million comments and it had, you know, almost 6,000 shares. And I found another example by Oreo Biscuit. 
I've seen these before. They're very popular recipe ideas. You know, 10 things you can do with an Oreo biscuit. It was something along those lines. And again, that had, you know, thousands of reshares and follows. But you can't help thinking when it's a corporate account like that, that it's it's not just the post uh, that's organically doing you know the work uh, it's about the strength of the company brand because a lot of people are exposed to it and might be interested in that brand but it could be underpinned by advertising that post could have been boosted money could have been put behind it and therefore it appears to be viral um but actually there's a big marketing machine behind it uh, but let's take oreo they've already got a fan base People love Oreo. And then if there's 10 things you can do with them, then happy days. But you had a great example um, by Pink Storm Social, which was an Instagram. Yeah, so yes, for a small business to go viral. So Pink Storm Social, she is an Instagram expert and she gives Instagram tips and advice. And she did a reel this year. And the reel was very simple. It's the text said the simplest reel. And she just had found a piece of music that was about to go viral. And I think within a week she'd had, well, I think millions of views. And she woke up overnight with 30,000 new followers, which I think she must have had about 12,000 or something. And she ended up with over 40,000 within a week. And she's, if you go and look at her account, she talks about it actually and how she felt about it and the madness of it all. Mm. So it's yeah. quite. <laughs> it, it must be exhilarating and slightly scary prospect. Yeah. Unless, unless you are built on, you know, ambition. But when it happens by accident and often viral content is a happy accident and it is based on a perfect storm, you know, the right music, the right message. Hers was the, you know, the simplest or the easiest reel. Well, you know, that challenges many people have a conventional view that, oh, to make a reel that involves editing film footage and that's difficult. So um it's yeah, so what's your right, it's the easiest reel. It said the easiest right. reel, you're right. And so it's if you've got so, the word you're right, easy and real, as you say, in the same sentence. Yeah. It challenges the conventional view that reels are difficult. You know? So that appeal that had that mass appeal. And I guess, you know, it depends who's reading it and re- reposting it, because if that content is then saved and shared to another engaged audience, you know, to another relevant audience, then it will grow exponentially from there. Uh, so, yeah, it, it can must be amazing to have a viral post. Uh, it might feel you might feel like you have a crushing blow after that, you know, because after that it's like how are you going to create something to top it you know and I think the thing is to experiment with your content and to post consistently and um yeah one day you might hit the jackpot (laughs) and most of the time you will just keep building your audience slowly and steadily and um, that's a very noble thing to do as well so so if you if you've got the goals that Ella talked about earlier and if we think then about perhaps having a look at the words that will accompany your visuals or your video. Instagram and Facebook can be approached in a similar way. So it's all about strong copy, shaping your brand story and personality. Captions can elevate your company's social media success. So they are important. You can use them to increase your website traffic. So that would be maybe in your call to action, which I'll talk about in a sec. 
and get more followers and fans and ultimately increase sales through what you're saying. So if we look at the ingredients, and I'm not going to labor on for too long, but I think the first one is know your audience. And I know that practically every podcast that we've done, Ella, isn't it? We've all said, before you start writing, you have to know your audience. Yeah. And we go on about it. But it really is key if you've done deep research into your audience, know what motivates them, you know the keywords that will resonate uh, to take action, then it's just going to make your life easier and well otherwise it's practically pointless because you're just putting stuff out in the ether without thinking about it yeah and we want to you know like really we know how do I get to know my audience well it's looking at what troubles them so their pain points you know what are their needs um what do they need to get on to the next stage in their business you know what's important to them um their desires what are they aiming for um, and what hesitations they might have, that's really helpful to know that, you know, what would stop them, prevent them from uh, following you or doing, doing business with you and what triggers them as well. I think if you can sort of find answers to those types of questions, then you will really know your audience well enough to then be able to fashion copy and content which speaks to them. Yeah. And one of the ways you can actually use social media is to get these kind of answers. So to you to perhaps describe a pain point, which might be a solution that your product or service offers, but then ask your audience. So part of your the purpose of that post is to find out, say, is this do you have other pain points? Mm. And that's another way of, of talking to them and engaging them and finding out what's going on yeah it's a very useful strategy in the early days of your business as you're getting to know who who it is that you want to speak to um is to have an engagement campaign that really focuses on um asking questions and getting a response it's that call and response thing so know your audience and decide your your goals you know what are you trying to say and what are you trying to get from it and then Really, the ingredients of it is the strong visual and or a compelling headline. So as we were talking earlier, the easiest reel might appear on the visual or you might put that at the beginning of your caption. And that is what will get people to stop the scroll. So you might accompany that with some beautiful photography and interesting graphic. But obviously, we are a copywriting podcast. So the words are also as important I can't think about Instagram without thinking of pictures Uh, Facebook a little bit less so and you know those pictures don't have to be photographs they could be graphic elements or templated um, posts but you the two things do go design and copy do go hand in hand really Um, arguably it's the copy that that will convert (laughs) but the image also helps to is visually arresting it'll help to stop help to catch somebody's eye and yeah. once they start reading that's when they pay attention stop and pay attention arguably and I think you're right I think the problem with <clears throat> us trying to give advice now is that Instagram is moving more towards video mm. but then the question is is it video that's stopping people from s- stopping the scroll I still think there is a place I'd like to think there's still a place for the the static images and the the captions but I think you you know it's it's difficult to say oh yeah you need to be doing uh, reels I think my advice would be to mix it up 
and do some video content. And this is Instagram after all. It allows different types of posts. Um, so as part of a well-rounded strategy, you'd have different types of posts. If you only wanted exclusively to do video content, then maybe you'd be looking at TikTok or a different platform altogether. Um, or YouTube and that's obviously, yeah and that's a slightly different audience as well copywriting comes into play no matter what uh, words are powerful whether it's a spoken word or the written word you know you might need to if you're making a business type video you probably still need to script that out a little bit and you know to yeah. think about what you're going to actually say um so copy comes into that every time it, yeah and in terms of headlines we will cover those we'll do a deep dive into those at some stage we will come to that uh in a yeah but then obviously you need a hook which might be asking a question or an intriguing statement so there's no point in having a great headline or visual if you can't then pull the reader in further so your hook is to pull them in it's like another hook just to get them to stay and Mm. read more it needs to in appeal to people's curiosity and the, really the only objective of the hook is, is to get people to read the next line. You know, it's just yeah. that simple. It's to make people interested enough to read the next line. And then the job of the next line is to make them read the next line. <laughs> yeah. So the hooks continue. So it's devising hooks throughout. Mm. But the, um, the first one is the most important. It's like the headline. If you don't get that right, then you could lose people at the first hurdle. Either give someone a promise as to what they're going to get from reading the post um, or make them curious enough to want to find out more. Definitely, definitely. So that leads to your body copy. So when you've hooked them in, you are adding value. You're making it interesting. You need to write like a human. Use storytelling. It's really important to draw people in. People love People love stories. Uh, consider your caption length. Now we were talk. We did talk about this before, didn't we? About caption length. So how long? And I think should you not write very much? Should you write a lot? And what do we think? We think test. We think sometimes, depending on what it is, you could do some yeah. will be longer yeah. than others. Yeah. I mean, not wanting to say it depends, but it kind of you know, it depends what your goal is. It depends what you're trying to say. Um, well, I think mix it up, you know, have a combination of, of short posts and it, short captions and some longer ones. So Yeah, how long is a piece of string? We don't know. We think we just just try some long, some short, depending on what you're doing. But do include keywords. So you will hopefully in your research know the keywords that resonate. And they're important because the algorithm will pick up on your keywords. So if someone is searching for a particular thing so you're doing selling Christmas jumpers you use Christmas jumpers in your text so once you've done your body copy you need to then have a call to action so what is it that you want the reader to do so you will have decided what your purpose is do you want to engage them in a conversation do you want them to go to your website and buy do you want them to click on a link tag a friend or save you know save this for later yeah but don't forget don't forget to put your call to action yeah um whatever <laughs> that might be download my freebie you know whatever uh, but have something i know and, and 
often if it's just a conversation, remember social media is social, it's about starting conversations. You could just ask a question or ask, you know, what do you think? Some some way of encouraging a response at the end of it. It's always, always a yeah. good thing. And then finally, um, hashtags. Uh, again, if this was a year ago, I would say definitely do all 30 ta- uh, hashtags on Instagram. Then fairly recently, which probably about a year ago, uh, Facebook did hashtags, but I think only sort of three to six maximum. And again, my advice, it changes all the time, but I would say put a location, make it specific to what you're doing. So hashtag Christmas jumpers, hashtag Christmas gift. I mean, hashtags is another conversation and probably more for a social media strategist to help with because it's not our specialism, but definitely the keywords and do your keyword research. Yeah. So in terms of the the main differences between the pl- platforms, well, this changes all the time because I would have said that Reels, which were just on Instagram, you can now very recently, mm. you can, and story, stories and Reels, you can now literally you're creating one you can then have it appear on your Facebook as well so obviously from Meta's point of view they want people to be cross-promoting across both platforms so there's obviously a desire for that to happen and therefore they aren't asking you to come up with a separate strategy but I think one of the main differences is the character length so Mm. we were looking at character lengths so for Facebook, for an organic post, they have a 33,000 character limit compared to 2,200 characters. That's a crazy difference. That's it? a crazy difference, isn't yeah. it? I mean, so I worked it out that that means sort of five to seven, you can have one post with five to 7,000 words in it. And that's like 12 sides of A4 paper. So you could write a whole novel <laughs> for Facebook I mean, if you wanted to. It's who's going to who's going to read it? I don't know because people aren't on social to to read endlessly. You know, they're scrolling most of the time. People are scrolling, um, but Instagram you can write three to four hundred words, about three quarters of a page of A4, so a lot more digestible, <laughs> manageable, shorter content. Uh, that doesn't mean you should, and uh, we don't certainly don't recommend doing lots of long, lengthy posts. I don't think that's what the social media platforms are really about. Yeah. But it's quite different. So you obviously can't cross cross post an, a short novella from Facebook onto Instagram. You just can't do that. And I just, and you're right, I don't think people would read it. I don't really know why it has so many characters on Facebook. I don't know why they don't reduce that. It seems really odd. Mm. Um, well, it's just interesting to know that that, that is the option. That is an option. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about systems um, and having a storage system for our ideas, if you like, because they... Systems help us save us time by streamlining our business processes. Um, do you have a system for planning your content, Minnie? Um, I'm really, really bad at planning my con- content. I, <laughs> After Sarah's thing last week, I realised I am one of these last-minute Larry posters. So, I, and I, so I'm really bad at it. But um, when, we, um, when we plan for cracking copy, we use Trello, don't we? We do, yes. So our system for cracking copy, and I have to say I should do that for my my own business copy. But yes, for Trello, we do. And it's really, really good. It's helpful for us because we can both look in the same place. um, And it's like a Kanban board style where you have these column lists. But what I like about having 
a content system and it doesn't have to be Trello. There's, there's things like Notion as well, which is quite a good sort of way to, um, to start gathering your ideas and thoughts. But I like having that backup of my content in two places because sometimes, well, this has happened to me several times. If I am writing natively, um, writing my caption into the native Facebook program or Instagram, and then something happens, something glitches. So I like having it somewhere else. And that somewhere else could just be a, a Word document or a Google Doc, couldn't it? Um, but it's quite good to then have that Google Doc somewhere as a link in your Trello board, because then you've actually got mm-hmm. it all in one place. It's very good from the point of view of keywords. You've got them all in one place, mm-hmm. your strategy and everything just in one place rather than all across your all across your computer. And yeah. you can't remember yeah. where you put it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I like those things. Um, and I like the fact that on Trello, you can drag and drop things from one column to another. So it's easy to move your ideas around and to change the placement of uh, or how a story would unfold or how uh, you present your captions and posts. But I've, Notion is, is, a, is, a, is a level up, isn't it? I mean, I, I get yeah. quite confused when I go on Notion. Yeah, Notion. I mean, with all these things, there's a learning curve attached to uh, learning a new system notion i'm getting into more it's a bit more sophisticated you can also keep tabs on your analytics in there as well which is quite good and you can um you can either buy templates or it's like a fancy database in a way i think but i can't do it justice in this episode to talk about notion but it's definitely worth a look and there's plenty of youtube tutorials on how to get it started and set up the more i work with it the more i like it but yeah definitely a learning curve attached to it good We today have talked about the goals of a good caption on Facebook and on Instagram, some of the ingredients for writing great copy, and also systems that we might use to plan and lay out, sequence our copy. So what are you going to do now? So what are you going to do now? You're going to be writing brilliant captions. Ella and I are not social media managers, but we do do writing of captions as part of our some of our packages. Mm-hmm. So if you are looking at a copywriting package and would like this to be part of it, we both will offer that. Mm-hmm. So get in touch with us. Particularly, I find clients want this when I'm writing launch copy, if they're launching a course or a new program or a membership. Often, you know, besides the sales page and emails, there is then a social media promotion that goes alongside launching. And so that's where I'd come in and get caption writing and social media content as a sort of add on to that package. And also, I think for both of us, with regards to messaging strategy and those sorts of services that we offer our clients examples of how those messages could be written into social media posts is so almost guidelines we could do as well as mm. writing all of them because if you're going to be consistent that's a lot of that is a lot of social media captions but if it then goes hand in hand with other content that we might be providing for you which might be blogs etc then that might be something that you would like to talk to us about Mm, absolutely so in the show notes you'll find our links and ways to get in touch with us so if you do find writing um, social media captions difficult or you would like them 
audited, just an, another pair of eyes on them and an expert view into how they might be optimised to get more traction, then do get in touch with us on either via social media or via our emails address, which will be in the show notes. And take care. Thank you very much. You have been listening to the Cracking Copy podcast with Ella Hoyos and Minnie McBride. Don't miss out on future episodes by making sure you hit subscribe down below to keep up with all our podcasts. And more details and resources are in our show notes. So we'll see you next time.